0: Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Nez. How you doing? How's your day been? How's your week been? It's Friday. We're feeling pretty good. Are we feeling pretty good? I don't know. But you know what I do know? This might be the end of two episodes per week. I'm thinking about going back to... Weekly episodes, once a week, releasing it on either Wednesday or Thursday. You can let me know which day you would prefer if I in fact do that, because the two episodes weren't bad, and they're still not terrible, but I kind of did that initially to do a bit of ketchup. <laughs> ketchup? I meant ketchup. I didn't I didn't mean a Freudian slip of ketchup. I don't like ketchup. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. It's better than mustard. I'll give you that. And of course, don't even start about mayo. But I did the two episodes to catch up after however many months, even years probably, since podcasting like this. So I had things in my backlog. I I took a hiatus from first, which I'm continuing with, etc. So I just had a lot to talk about. And I feel like I'm at the point where I don't have as much to talk about, so I'm really stretching, and I would need the Patreons to really do a lot of the work in asking questions that lead to interesting discussions. Also, what, what's better than being like, hey Patreons, the one thing you get, the one thing you get. The ability to ask me questions, that is. That one little thing, I'm going to take away half of it. So you could only ask me one question a week, suckers. You still gotta pay me the, the whole amount, but I'm giving you half the content now. Uh, so it's like a win-win for everyone. But uh, that's where that's where things lie in terms of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Me streaming, sticking with it for now. <laughs> I I, I want to constantly persevere through any struggles with streaming because. I know how easy it would be to just throw in the towel, insert GIF here, but I don't want to. I think ultimately it should be good for me to stream, get myself out there, push myself. It's just finding the right combination of things and whatnot with the setup, etc. that leads to the, the best experience for everyone, for me, for the viewer, Etc. 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 But uh, that's enough about all that house cleaning and whatever. What I really want to start talking about first and foremost, before we get to the games, today we got a spider hack and potion permit to talk about. I'll get to those in a little bit. But uh, spoilers—they're both good. They're both pretty fucking good. They're very, very different, but they're pretty good. And you know, you know, it has to be good if I like a spider game. I hate spiders in real life, but this is a game. Where well, you play as a spider? What are you doing? You're hacking it up, baby. You're hacking it up. But uh, we did it, everybody. Come on, come on. Give a round of applause. A little light clapping. We did it. We did it. We did it. What did we do? We finally got to the point where Star Trek: The Next Generation is good. It took about halfway through uh, season three, but we're there. Episodes 15, 16, and 17 were all a really good. Back to back to back combination. I really, really liked episode fifteen, which is this what if scenario, this alternate take where they discover this black hole type thing, and then everything switches, but uh what is her name? Garon? Garon? Waron? Karen. <laughs> it's not Karen. <laughs> but Whoopi Goldberg's character. She's the only one who knows something is off. Because it becomes darker, and there's a lot of death and some mildly gory stuff that I don't know if they show that on regular TV back in the day. I was looking at it, I'm like, huh, this is kind of, this is gnarly. And I don't ever use the word gnarly. I can't, I don't know if I've ever used the word gnarly in my whole life, but I just felt like using it right there. But you have this whole scenario where they get transported. She's the only one who's aware of this transportation to... An alternate timeline, a what-if scenario, etc. And they come across another Federation ship that is been destroyed, and they're going to help it. And they find out that that ship was from like twenty years in the past. It just, it's just—it's a very, very well done what-if story, and I really liked it. I was engaged the whole time. Speaking of engaged. Finally, finally, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart is having fun too. That's something I notice around the halfway point is one of the points where he says, Enterprise. Or like, I, I don't know the exact words, like exactly how we phrase it, but at the end of a lot of episodes, we go, I think it's Engage, right? Even though that, that seems weird now to say at the, the, the end of an episode, but it's like, you know, en- Enterprise, Engage. You know, there's always the hesitance, uh, the hesitation, that is. And in one of the episodes, he's got a little bit of a smile on his face. And I'm like, oh, oh this is this is sweet. Look at look at little old Patrick Stewart, a little cute little baby with his bald head. He's finally enjoying it. He's finally come to the point where he's like, we're going to be here a while. I need to fucking stop being ready to go with my bags packed. Let's just have fun with this. And, yeah, it's it's. It's still, like, I've reiterated this point. TNG is never going to beat TOS, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. I'm just happy that things are finally good and fun. There are serious things. I mean, episode 15 is all serious. There's not really a lot of fun in it. It's probably maybe the least fun episode, but it's so well done that. I just enjoy the hell out of it. And it brings back Tasha, the security head, whatever they're called, uh, from the first season who died. It brings back her. And and that's one of the reasons how... Is it Gynen? Is it Gynen? That seems close-ish. But she is aware that this Tasha character is, is something off with this timeline she's in because even though she knows that her version of herself in this particular timeline or whatever knows her who she really is which is our Guinan never ever even met Tasha also Whoopi Goldberg's character her race super interesting super interesting I love her character she might be my favorite character she might be my favorite character I'm talking like a weirdo um, but I, I'm really enjoying TNG. I don't, I am enjoying it. I don't want to be a little bit too much right now. I'm just, I'm enjoying it, which is nice. I'm not stressing over watching it or kind of trud, not trudging, but, uh, dragging my feet through the mud or, or, or whatnot. Uh, whenever I think about the prospect of watching it. But I also finished the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original series. (laughs) They should not have even bothered with the last two seasons. Even Season 8 was also bad. But, I mean, realistically, they should have ended with Season 7, which was their globe-trotting. Let's just go to every big city in the world and have a little adventure. That would have been a fun send-off to the show. And then... We wouldn't get these weirdo seasons with new enemies and new characters and bad art, bad animation, a changing of the theme song to something that is bad, which I I need to, I don't know. They did a, no, they did a toys that made us about the Ninja Turtles, not a series that made us or whatnot. And I don't know how much was covered in the Turtles in Power documentary. But I'm just curious if or what was going on in terms of licensing or whatever. And maybe they lost the rights to these particular aspects of the Turtles. But they want to continue because the the intro has bits of the live action thrown in. And it's it's just trying to be more edgy. Trying to be way more Batman-y specifically. And it's all bad. The art is bad. The animation is bad bad the story is bad it's just so bad 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 and it feels like I, I mean in the way that the last two seasons have eight or so episodes per season is there just it's, it's just grasping at straws trying to milk this franchise as much as they could before seemingly people got tired of it kids got tired of it at that point uh, until it would return with the 2003 series. And games were probably still coming out in between the original series and the 2003 series. But it's it's a bit sad. Because it's just, it's so bad. <laughs> so fucking bad. They introduced this dumb character, Carter. And I just, it, it was hard. It was hard and sad. And I'm glad it's over and done with. And uh, I look forward to watching again whenever I rewatch the whole series, baby. But uh, in addition to that, I checked out Superstore finally, and it's all right. Garrett is unquestionably the best character. He is great whenever he's on screen, and I'm happy whenever he's on screen. But a lot of the other characters are very... Meh. Not, meh sounds a bit more negative. They're just fine. Superstore is... A solid comedy that if I was watching as it aired week to week, I would have had an enjoyable enough time with it. And it's gotten a bit better with each episode. I know I've only watched the first three episodes and it's hard to judge any show by that. But I think three episodes to me, that's usually a common rule of thumb with anime. Though I am a firm believer that if you don't like something after the first episode, if you you don't like it enough, you, you know if you don't like it enough. But if you don't like it enough, then get out of there. You don't need to give a, a show or anything three episodes. You give it as much time as you think it's deserving of. And that's it. That could be one episode. That could be three. That could be five. That could be a whole season. You know, you can you, you could think something is good enough to stick with it for a whole season to see if it gets great. It's, it differs from person to person, what their standards are and how they're feeling about a show, et cetera. But um, after three episodes, I said, this is okay. I like certain aspects of it. Other things, I'm not that hot on. And even though I'd probably enjoy it if I stuck with it, I am so behind on series. I have not watched series the way, or, or stayed up to date with series the way a lot of people have all these years. So there are so many shows I have yet to even start that Superstore has not done enough to say, hold off on those other shows. I'm worth watching through to the end. That's fine. No big deal. Not a bad show. Just okay. But then the show that really knocked me off my feet or whatever, I'd only watched one episode, but... I love, love, love the first episode of Insecure on HBO. It feels kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm meets Atlanta, but with more of a positive undertone to it all about bettering yourself. And it's very, very relatable. I I just... I thought it was handled so well. It had me... Because it has some of those cringy moments where you're feeling a little uncomfortable, but it doesn't go so hard on those that you get exhausted watching it. It it comes across as more. It's not playing that up for jokes. Like that's a part of it, but that's not all it is. It's more than just that, which is where I think it not, it doesn't, it's not better. Then Kirby and it's just different. It's its own thing. It's got little ingredients from these other series, but it comes together to create its own thing. And I I can't speak too much of it because I've only watched the one episode. But the first episode was very, very good. And it, it's an example, or, or it, it's just the way in which Superstore kind of had me feeling, eh, whatever, I could watch this and be okay with it. Insecure, I watched one episode. Just, like, you know, basing something off one episode. Like I was saying, you're, you could use three episodes, you could do a season, etc. But, if I use the one episode standard, Superstar, eh, whatever. Pretty standard stuff. Insecure. Man, oh man, I fucking loved it. It was so good. So, that'll be the show I'll I'll watch here and there. I'm not gonna binge it or anything. I'm just gonna watch an episode here, an episode there, and, uh... Enjoy my time with it. It's also, thinking about that and Atlanta and other shows, it's just frustrating, especially something like Insecure. HBO puts a lot of stuff on Blu-ray. Insecure hasn't gotten a single season release on Blu-ray. I don't even know if it's available on DVD. And, of course, I don't know if I'm still going to like it as I continue watching it. And liking it so much that I want to own it. But... It's just... Like Part of it too is... uh, Preservation sense. And wanting... To have those hard copies... For... That. But... What are you going to do? Nothing. And me and Enchi... Were also talking about this. He brought it up. But I do feel this way. It is a little annoying that... Watchmen, for instance... Has a Blu-ray release. But no UHD release. And you'd think that it's a popular enough property, well-known enough, it's a comic book-based property, you'd think that that would get a UHD release in the same way that Game of Thrones and Westworld have gotten one. But more so than that, I I can maybe understand it not getting a UHD release if those are the only two examples from HBO, because those are both like... Game of Thrones is huge. Huge, 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 okay? Okay. 100% makes sense. Put that on whatever uh, format is out there. Westworld, I think, is pretty popular, but it also has a pretty solid cast of people that people know. And Watchmen is kind of... We all know the the wonderful Regina Hall, but I can't even remember who else is in it thinking about it now. Outside of... The guy who was in Candyman, <laughs> the, the remake. Um, but I'm pretty sure Chernobyl got a UHD release. And I can't... I struggle to believe Chernobyl did better and is more popular and is something people would want to own more than Watchmen, the series. I could be way wrong. Maybe Chernobyl is the most successful HBO series ever made. I just, I don't fucking believe it. Even if they told me, even if they showed me all the stats and went over it, I'd be like, I don't feel you're fucking, I don't care. You're making all this shit up. You, you went a little poof. You fucking threw a little air in the air. You threw a little dust in the air. And he went, voila. Chernobyl is apparently the most popular thing. I just, I don't believe it. But, uh, That's pretty much it in terms of what I've been watching. I also watched Rum in the Bronx. And that's a... Rum in the Bronx is a bad movie made okay by some solid set pieces and fight scenes. But even the set pieces and fight scenes are kind of mid-tier level Jackie Chan fare. It, It just... Holds a special place in I think a lot of people's hearts around my age because it was what introduced many of us to Jackie Chan. I believe he had previously attempted to crack or make his way into the the U.S. scene with another movie, and maybe Legend of the Drunken Master, Drunken Master Two had a limited release at that point. But I feel like it came after Rome on the Bronx. That it was Rome on the Bronx that really made people aware of Jackie Chan and his greatness and then got other movies to get imported, etc. But the police story movies, the Armor of God movies, Dragons Forever, there there are so many... uh, The Drunken Master stuff as well. There's so many movies in... Jackie Chan's filmography that are better than Roman LeBronx, both in terms of story and action. And and Roman LeBronx really just is that thing that we all think about because it's, for a lot of us, the the first thing we saw with him. And, uh, take that away, it's just the mid-tier Jackie Chan movie. And it's a mid-tier, mid-tier Jackie Chan movie. It's not It's not at the very high, just missing that upper tier, top tier level. It's mid, 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 mid. But uh, yeah, let's get on to what I've been playing. Starting with Spider Heck, which is a single screen. There's, yeah, there's no scrolling. It'll it'll zoom out very far away when it, it needs to. But it's a single screen action game. 2d where you and up to i believe three other players i think it maxes out of four but you play spiders in these little arenas trying to heck the hell out of each other and by heck the hell out of each other i mean you're trying to kill each other there are additional modes so in addition to the basic versus mode you have a wave-based mode where you're fighting off ai enemies there is this Challenge section. I forget what it was called. It's like the tier room or something. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's basically a bunch of challenges that you can play. Can you play those with other people or is that single player only? And then there's, I mean, there's online play, but I'm thinking of what modes are there. I think it's just the wave base, the versus, and the challenge section. And the way it works is that you play as a spider. You can jump around and swing on your web, crawl around objects, and then there will be weapons that spawn in the environment from lightsabers, and lightsabers of many kind. They have the regular old lightsaber, you know, from a hilt. They have the dual-sided one, the Darth Maul-type lightsaber, the spear-type of... That the, I. that wouldn't call them spears. They're the, what, are, what are those things that are called that are the the poles, but then they have like the blade on top? Those things, more so than a spear. But that type of lightsaber, I mean you could also call it a spear. I could have just stuck with spear and we'd be all good. But then you have bombs that you can throw around that cause giant explosions and destroy parts of the environment. Rocket launchers, shotguns, laser blasters, etc. And that's the basic gist of it. When you're playing the wave mode, enemies will come in various forms. They could be holding lances, they're all, a lot of them are flying. Uh, They could be more armored creatures. And it's a lot of fun. It can get really, really hectic when you're playing a versus match with a full roster of people. It can be hard, especially since you can't customize your spider, their color, give them a little hat and whatnot. But when you are playing the versus mode, they don't have the best way. They they don't really do much in terms of making you aware, especially if you're playing online or whatever. It, It doesn't do the best job of making sure you know who you are at all times. So it can be a bit overwhelming and confusing at times when a lot of shit is happening on screen at one time and it's just like explosions going all over the place, lightsabers flying everywhere, and you're like, wait, where am I again? Especially when it zooms out and you can barely see these spiders. That can be a little frustrating. But the game feels really, really good. Moving around the environment as the spider is very satisfying. The, the controls are very tight, super responsive. Swinging around your lightsaber feels really good. So you, you move with the left analog stick, and then the right analog stick aims your weapon. So if you have a gun or a projectile-type weapon, it'll aim the thing. Or if you have a melee-based weapon, you'll be swinging around without actually attacking. And just swinging around... Feels really good. Like Whenever I get a lightsaber, I just like to fucking rotate around. I'm like, oh, I'm doing little tricks for it. I'm like, I'm a fucking spider magician. I don't know what the hell I'm going to say there. But it feels really, really good. And then you use the right trigger to initiate your attack. You, you use the, the right bumper to pick up an item, a weapon. And then the right trigger to use it and in the case of stuff like bombs you'd pick it up with the the bumper trigger it with the right trigger and then you'd use the right bumper to drop or throw the thing so with bombs you t- you have to do that because if you don't you're just going to you're going to activate the bomb and then you're going to blow yourself up and in some cases the bomb can be really really big and you better fucking get the hell out of there right away i, I blew myself up once because i didn't realize how big i i knew the bomb like the bomb was about as big as i am and i knew it was going to cause a big explosion i still underestimated it and destroyed a lot of me it it feels kind of like and then your web swinging jumping is all tied to the left trigger the left bumper or a so whichever one feels more comfortable to you and then that's pretty much it in terms of controls but It feels kind of like a real-time Worms game, where you are going around trying to kill these enemies. You can there is some amount of environmental destruction. It seemed like the it could just be that the bombs made it seem like they destroyed the environment, but everyone was already dead at that point. But I think, but regardless of environmental destruction, that's not important. It just feels kind of like a Worms game. Where your location, your placement in the environment is important. But also just going around attacking enemies in real time. Trying to be the last person standing. The last spider standing in a sense. And I I really liked it. It's on Game Pass. I got a code for it. But it is on Game Pass. It's just a lot of fun. It's something I would highly recommend checking out. It's got a nice neon-ish aesthetic. It's very pleasant to look at, runs well. And the wave-based mode is, is pretty satisfying. I do like the fact that you have three options with the wave, with any mode. The versus thing, sadly, you can't play against bots. At least I did not see an option for it in the settings, which is a little bit of a bummer. So you're stuck if you are wanting to play by yourself. Just focusing on the wave-based mode. Or the challenge modes. Which are both really, really good. And in a way you could say that the wave-based things. make the, Makes more sense than a bot versus match. But if you wanted to do a bot versus match. You should be able to do it. Or if you, for instance. Wanted to do bots with like one other person in real life. One other real person. Then that would also make sense. But... I do like that the game is smart enough, at least, that when you are playing offline, it pauses the game when you pause it. Because if you are playing an online match, whether it's an open lobby that friends can join, but only friends or randoms can join, of course, you can't pause there because you're playing online technically. But if you specifically say, I want to play offline, pausing works. And that's not always the case in games. Sometimes games... Even when they have offline play, they don't think enough to also change it so that pausing works there. But um, I, I liked it. I, I was surprised. I had I had a good time with it. Uh, and I, I'd like to play more of it. I think it'd be a fun game to play with friends. And I'm going to see about setting it up since it is on Game Pass. It's a very easy game to get people to at least try. And I think more so than anything, the fact that it just feels really good controlling your spider helps a lot. It makes, it makes the experience so much better because there are plenty of games like this where the controls can kind of get in the way or it's more about the hectic nature of things or this or that and the controls are kind of an afterthought. That's the, the first thought. The, the game just feels good to control. And that is why it succeeds for me more than other games of similar ilk. Yeah, that is again Spider Heck. I think it's available on everything, but Game Pass on Xbox and PC. I think it's I think it's a, a cross thing. I think it's on PC as well, so on the Windows Store, Game Pass, and all that. Then the other game we played is Potion Permit, which is. One of them cozy games, I guess. That's a new genre, cozy games or some shit. But it's one of those games where you are sent to a town, you're a chemist, and you're sent to a town, you're called upon by the mayor whose daughter is ill and they need someone to come and save her. You learn very quickly that this particular town has had a bad experience, a very bad experience with chemists in the past and they do not trust your kind They think very little of you, and part of the game is going to be changing that opinion while also saving lives and making potions. The game is very, very talky to open. It definitely puts a lot of stock in its story and dumps a good chunk of it on you at the very get-go. It takes... 15, 20, maybe more minutes before you even have control over your character, which is not my favorite thing. I don't really like games that dump a lot of story on you initially because I want to know if I even enjoy the game before I start getting invested in the story because if I hate your game, I don't care. How good your story is, I'll just go watch a great movie instead where I don't have to, in addition to engaging with your great story, play a piece of shit game. But I'll push the Permit is not a piece of shit game. It's, it's very reminiscent of, because it's not a cozy game in the sense that you'll be doing farming. You'll be doing a lot of resource gathering, enemy attacking, which also provides you with resources for your potions. You know, a little monster attacking little slimes, some animals, creatures of mythical nature, walking mushrooms, what have you, while also harvesting flowers, cutting down trees, smashing ore, etc. And then you go back to your home, which is also your office, you craft potions, you'll get. Patients who come in telling you that they have like a sore neck or their knee hurts or whatever. You do a bit of a, 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 not investigation, diagnosis. So when that happens, when you get a patient or a person coming in telling you that they have some kind of ailment, they, they don't feel well in a particular part of their body, you'll screen with the, the human anatomy, a little magnifying glass. You go to that part of the body and then you'll initiate... A mini game where you press inputs, like up, down, left, right on the D-pad at the right time to successfully diagnose their illness and realize, figure out what particular potion they would need in order to heal them, to cure them, etc. And it's all very Moonlighter. It's just instead of in Moonlighter where you would go dungeon crawling to collect... Resources and items and goods to sell in your store so that you can upgrade it and, and whatnot. You are during the day when not dealing with patients, etc. You are going out into the woods, the fields to collect resources in the form of plants and fish, you know, there's fishing as well, and wildlife, attacking the creatures to get resources from them. And then you go back after you've done all that and you craft your potions. And the way potion crafting works is you'll have the potions that you can create and then to put them together, you have to use various ingredients to make them. And each potion will have a certain limitation on what type of ingredients they can use. They're not limited to a specific, a specific ingredient so it's not like this potion can only use basil but it maybe can only use green and blue ingredients and when you've when you're making your potion you'll have a on-screen grid set of thing where you then take these pieces from these ingredients cuz they're all kind of they all form or they all make up Tetris type pieces and then you have to fit them into these little sections that are different from potion to potion until you've completely filled them out and then you craft your potion and you have to worry about the quality you can't do too high of a quality of potion for whatever reason because oh my god it will be too good but um there's a there's a lot there and I've I feel like I've only scratched the surface Though the town is pretty large, a lot of characters, beautiful pixel art. I do think your character looks a little weird in motion. They got a bit of that chicken leg thing—very thin legs. Don't like that. When you go behind like a tree and see your shadow, then your your legs are very very skinny, and it just there's something a little off about your animation when moving. But the art in general is very very good, and it is it's hitting all those pleasant points very well, so if you if you like yourself a cozy game, and especially if you enjoyed Moonlighter, and you want something more of that nature, you don't want to deal with the farming and all that stuff, but you like a bit of uh, resource gathering and crafting, I think you'll probably get a lot out of potion permit and you can skip the story you don't have to engage with it so don't worry about that if you're like oh my god it starts off with a lot of story and it keeps giving you it you don't have to engage with it okay I mean why not it's not bad is and it is it's not as heavy on all of it after that initial setup where they just want to make sure you know that this town fucking hates chemists and they think you're fucking inept and you're so young you're garbage why you even here get the fuck out of here uh, once they get all that out of the way, it, it lightens a bit. But yeah, I I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of resource gathering and crafting, so it's right up my alley. And that's uh, pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing and all that jazz. So before I wrap things up, we're going to hit some Patreon questions. I don't even remember what Patreon questions I got, but we are going to check them out. Fuck if I know I indeed. Okay. i us say we got, uh, one. What? No, we got no questions. All right. That's why I couldn't remember there being any questions. I was like, why don't I remember any questions? We didn't get any. They overloaded them all for the last episode. People, people, people! Thank you. That means I get to end the show early. <laughs> Suckers! They already knew I was going to cancel the two episodes a week and I was going to go to one. That's why they didn't do it. They knew ahead of me, baby. All right. Uh, well, you yeah, know, I kind of just uh, hit a brick wall there. I was excited to answer some questions. I was feeling good. I'm like, this is a this is an all right episode. I think this is a, this is a decent enough episode. I'm ready and fucking charged up for some patron questions and I got none of them. You know what that means? You know what that means? We need some more patrons. More patrons equals more questions. So uh, you should do that. But uh that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Ah, Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see more of me and my nonsense, you can find all my links of import over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. And of course, if you do enjoy this show or any of my other shows, or any of the other stuff I do, and what have you, you can go over to Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that way. At the $3 or higher tier, you can do stuff like ask me questions on the show, and I'll answer them. Like I didn't do this episode because no one asked me a question. But I will also make you or you'll be an approved user on the YouTubes. Post whatever the fuck you want. you get access to the fancy schmancy fuck if I know Discord channel in the Discord for Picks Sausage where you can ask the questions or just do whatever. You know? You, can, you could say horrible things to me and no one will know because it's going to be our private little thing. I mean, not our... It's going to be you, me, Dupree, and the rest of the patrons. And that, that that's for everyone. That's not just a $3 thing. No, actually, I don't know. I don't don't know how I set that up (laughs) anymore. But uh, if you do enjoy any of this crap, or, you know, whatever. I was going to say my other stuff, but I'm not. But if you do, that is, again, patreon.com slash pxs. (sighs) But uh, that is really going to do it for this episode. So, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I Hope you enjoyed this here episode and for now Adios a uh, Riva This is a song I, I only like because of surfing inches. Anyone who's anyone knows what I'm talking about. All right.